0: The Believe Podcast Network
1: presents The FCS Football Podcast
0: With Joe DeLeon
1: Well, let's get fat And Sean Anderson I am a soothsayer. Welcome back folks here on the Believe in FCS Football Podcast Part of the Believe Podcast Network I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, former roommate, Mr. Sean Anderson. We are two former URI football players uh, recently removed. Now talking about FCS football, like the two biggest hacks out there in the media. Sean, how are you doing today?
0: Not as good as you. I believe you're getting rainfall for the first time since I last saw you in Virginia. Um. Did it rain
1: when we were... I think
0: the first day that you got here, it was raining. You were pulling up. You said there were no lights anywhere, and then it was just rain everywhere.
1: See, I actually do kind of miss the rain, and I just realized that was unintentionally uh, uh, a Toto reference. No, but it's weird when there's no rain, and the one thing that that I... Start
0: with a CCR bed today and and let (laughs) people figure it out.
1: (laughs) I would hope our, our listening audience would be able to pick up on that, but... No, the one thing that bugs me the most is that I'm used to the occasional weekly rain that cleans off my car. My car gets so dirty out here. I have a white car, and in like in like it gets dirty in the smog capital of the world. Yeah, exactly. And it's it sits in like a in like a little cubby parking space that's impossible to get in and out of. So it's not really it's it's not really exposed to the elements, but it just gets so dirty for whatever reason, because LA is the dirtiest, most disgusting city that you could possibly live in. And I used to live near New York city. I wonder if anyone saw the lightning flash. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I was too busy appreciating all the space that I
0: have now because I can go mobile with my new microphone and I could just, uh, I, I you know, I know people have uh, commented on my mic posture and in, in previous episodes, where I would have my my stand up uh, just laying on my on my stomach, but today I could just lean back and enjoy talking to FCS football.
1: More, more people have commented on the fact that you have the most poorly lit room in, in out of any media personality, specifically FCS football media. I, I I think that that certifies you as as a hack is the fact that you refuse to have just the semblance of uh, of professional lighting that would cost you thirty dollars to rectify. You're really trying to go all in on
0: this hack thing, huh? Two minutes and 20 seconds in. (laughs) Yes, I'm going all in
1: on the hack thing. I mean, well, speaking of which, Sean, but we'll get to the read after this. So I I have to say the hack thing has picked up more steam than I think we anticipated. It's gotten to the point where we're seeing people not only comment on our stuff with, with, with references to the hack comment that you made a couple weeks ago, but you also have people now referring to each other as hacks in comments separate from anything that we post so uh, i'm glad that we've created an ongoing running bit that I'm, I'm hopeful stays consistent it's taken on a life of its own i don't know how to feel about it because again it was a
0: throwaway comment in passing about homer fans yeah. and now
1: uh, we're thinking about doing some stuff basically right joe yeah well for i just would like to say though so for some people that don't realize hack has always been a part of our vocabulary always talking to each other it, it just has we call each other hacks we, we, we it just happened to find its way into the show and it is now turned into this um this continually used reference but i, I want to say and i'm curious if anybody is at all interested i want to make shirts i want a certified hack shirt and i'm not going to do it if only sean and i are going to buy them so if anyone's interested i'm 100 I'm serious shoot us a dm at joe de at sanderson radio i'm i'm genuinely curious if anybody else wants to do them because again it's not really worth it to get two of them because i'm sure anyone who's made a t-shirt before knows that it's obnoxiously expensive to make two custom t-shirts so if we do like a bulk order it'll probably be uh, be a lot more reasonably priced
0: yeah it's uh we were toying with the idea toying with some uh, different ways to roll it out but we if there's interest, that's the most important part because yes. if I'm sitting with thirty hack T-shirts up here in my in my apartment or <laughs> or Joe in his apartment, it's just gonna be we're gonna be looking at them and we're just gonna think of ourselves as failures every single day.
1: Yeah, well, at least you know it'll be like a well failures dis- for that venture rather. Yeah, it'll it'll be like a disposable <laughs> shirt. You're done with it, you just throw it away and then you put the next one on, <laughs> <laughs> like Doctor Drain is his ones. <laughs> And then you get down to the smalls, and you're just you're just turning it into a crop top. It's at that point, paper towels. <laughs> yeah, you <yeah. laughs> just you just cut them all into all towels. Place. and your, your head sheets are are made out of the shirts, pillowcases, whatever. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm.
0: Why don't we just quit radio and get into textiles, Joe? I feel like that's where we would be better suited. We could think of all these great uh, resources so. for for non used T shirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll just buy buy them in bulk and then we'll 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 turn our whole lifestyle into the unused t-shirts but seriously if anybody's interested uh p- please communicate with us we just need like a couple people and we'll do it And i'm sure if we post on social media uh we can kind of turn it into like you know something consistent but the other kind of motivation behind that way sean and i will figure this out i, I want to have them for the trip and i want to give some away if we can uh would be really good idea if we could give away some certified fcs hack shirts i think i think would be fun but uh we're, we're gonna try and do something with it i think it would be a uh, we have not made we've never made merch
0: ever and we've, we've toyed, toyed with, with it, it, but it but for we've never other done other it. projects for uh, other stuff um it'd be cool i think if, if everybody on the fcs got on board with
1: this mm-hmm. uh speaking of on board sean uh can you did you <laughs> sure. just say speaking of <laughs> yes uh so oh okay on board what's on board speaking of on board can you get our listeners on board with oh. BetOnline?
0: <laughs> well since joe completely hijacked uh my bet online read last thursday <laughs> i'm gonna take this one nice and slow which is hard to do especially after you had a betting weekend like i had uh which was horrific uh it was awful uh atlanta money line bomb uh patriot uh, why Bucks would you minus take seven. take Atlanta money um, line cause, against cause Washington? Why wouldn't I make Washington touchdowns because Washington's not good? And that's what I do. Uh. I jinx myself when I make bets on Atlanta. Here's a bet online. Bet on your own team. I bet online.ag. Never bet on the Atlanta Falcons. That's my insider trading secret here because we're sponsored by Bet Online. Shows presented by Bet Online. This is my secret. Never bet on Atlanta, but you can bet on other teams. Oh boy, Joe, I had. I had two MLB futures bets just pop on right in, just just blink, and then I'm like, oh, I for- almost forgot about this. There's some money. I like that. You can put futures bets in a bet online. You can make all types of bets, parlays. Uh, we got the MLB playoffs happening. We're in the thick of the NFL season. F- four weeks flew flew right by. So uh, head on to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today uh, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online,
1: where the game starts. I almost fell asleep during that read. Thank you, Sean. Oh, uh, okay. Keep that same energy. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Sean and I both got haircuts. Uh, I wonder if anyone has any thoughts on those. Colin, anything? Thank you, uh, Sean. Let's go to the water cooler. <laughs>
0: oh, because your hairless Joe DeLeon.
1: <laughs> no, I just, Colin always has a comment on her appearance for some reason. Uh, you know who else does? Jesse Fritsch. I haven't heard from Jesse. Jesse. Jesse doesn't like us anymore. Well, he doesn't care about FCS football. He's a, just a draft guy. Um, Sean, let's fill up our cups. Welcome to the water cooler the water cooler here and the first thing that uh, I'm not sure if you heard about here folks is Sam Houston State didn't have Eric Schmidt there were some concerns with with uh with with some injuries with Schmidt so they chose not to dress him against a game that I think they might have looked past a little bit going against Stephen F Austin and and Trey Self is so fantastic I saw some people tweeting about him and talking him up which is deservedly so Trey Self is a fantastic talent from what I hear, well, Ryan Roberts is a big fan. But from what I hear, there's some CFL potential there. There's maybe some XFL potential there. Um, or, oh, I'm sorry, am I boring you? What do you? What do you know? I, I, I have a plug. I'm looking for the plug. I have something to plug. Okay. I,
0: I'm not. I try. Yeah. I'm. I'm so sorry.
1: That looked. It looked like you were just like, oh, I don't I, really feel like hey, because you're like.
0: No. That. No. Yeah. I was gonna. <laughs> on your well, with Regarding this game, this. I, I talked yeah, about it on the uh, the AQ Seven Football Podcast uh, mm. with uh, with. Uh, 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 Brandon Joseph and uh, Nathan McCreary, and uh, they had uh, Stephen F. Austin actually winning the game in their predictions. So I, that's what I was looking to plug. Really? Yeah. They or they said it was going to be very, very quick or, or very, very close rather.
1: And I think part of that was probably because Schmid wasn't in it. That was a great call by them. Yeah. because you know what Schmidt in I think this is a two-score football game Stephen F. Austin's better than I think people give them credit for they are and they're, they're, they are really propelled by, by excuse me they're really propelled by Trey Self but they, they played really good in this game props to Stephen F. Austin Sam Houston it's a bit of a scare and I think any good football team is going to have that when you're dealing with injuries throughout the season it, it's it was
0: it's the quarterback, right? and- Ryan Roberts, he he always says, or he has been saying as of late. Does anybody ever come on uh here and not talk about quarterbacks? Um, Guilty. It's the most exciting position on the field. Yeah, it's 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 almost like
1: that. It's the name that you hear on every single call, and and the usually big factor in wins. But you know, right. (laughs) But (laughs) should we do a should we do a a, right there? (laughs) Should we do Ryan Roberts, quarterback of the week? love that <laughs> oh god ryan would be so mad <laughs>
0: it's not funny <laughs> oh and can you imagine if it was somebody that he didn't uh that that he uh that we had to uh, get him sharp to oh
1: yeah. he would lose his mind mm. sean what's the what's the next thing <laughs> for the water cooler for these these fine gentlemen that are, are listening to us speak well a former
0: fcs football player uh became my favorite player of all time this past weekend uh, that is Spencer Brown, who did what I like to call the Sean Anderson uh, on, on the field. <laughs> <laughs> As I have done, I have done this taunt to Jody Leone probably a thousand times. Uh, I have mocked him for his height compared to my height. Uh, Spencer Brown is six foot nine, I believe, or six foot ten, maybe six six eight. He's eight, eight rather, six eight rather. So he's got me about. A, he's got me by a couple inches. No matter, during an NFL football game, while chirping with a member of the uh, the Houston Texans he did just the most vicious but so awesome football taunt where he just looked at this defensive back who I guess was drawing with him and gave him the my height like when you you touch the top of your head and he lowered it about a foot down to his height and oh (laughs) he was just chirping at him oh Spencer Brown oh I, I love him so much for that because you know everyone thinks that tall guys have it easy they think that it's easy just living uh, at, at a height above average. Joe uh, is somebody who is on the shorter end of things,
1: and he the has... The shorter end of the, things. The shorter... You know, you're a short guy, so... I'm not uh, short. I'm... Shorter than you. Yes, I'm under six foot, but I am not short.
0: So Joe's under six foot, so he's short. Uh, so therefore, you know, he likes to take jabs at me whenever he can. He asks me how airplane flights are, and he knows they're always horrific. He asks me uh, how much room I need when I get in the car. He, some, I've seen him do a bit where he said, sorry, the new seat for you hasn't come in yet. So it's going to be a little snug. I've heard this bit. I've when seen have I the bit. said that he likes to do bits about my height. So seeing Spencer Brown take size. <laughs> This is what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> Short right. guys love to play victim, but they just they take jabs and jabs and jabs. But us tall guys, we have to stick together. That's why I'm riding with Spencer Brown.
1: Us tall guys, uh, also meant to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, not just gentlemen. A, a couple minutes ago, but yeah, I, I love the uh, the the casual. Sean loves to do the casual flex thing to me on on Twitter, and uh, you know, Sean of course has had to take uh, uh, the opportunity here to say. You know, despite my bias, this is a fantastic taunt. So you just letting everybody know that you're uh, around the same size as Spencer Brown. So I'm I'm glad that everyone's now well aware that the former offensive lineman is offensive lineman sized. This is um that you know, this is a taunt you could
0: do with your little nephews. This is a taunt that you could do with people. It's a universal cuz there's always someone shorter than you. So you could <laughs> always do it. This is what <laughs> Is that
1: necessarily true? Do it to your kid. You know, it'd, it'd be awesome. Do it to your grandma, whoever. Also, according to <laughs> NFL scouts, uh, a Texan scout, I believe, that measured you, you're actually four inches shorter than Spencer Brown. I'll stick, you in, vi- I'll stick you in the mouth. I'll stick
0: you in the mouth. No, they dipped you it under. Verified, they dipped it under. I know they dipped the back of it under
1: four and like three quarters. He was a verified six, six foot eight. I'll
0: stick you. You are a liar. It was six foot four and seven eighths. Is what okay. they they measured okay. me at.
1: Oh, okay. You're six foot five. You're still three inches I, shorter. You're I had three.
0: a uh, I had a short day. Sometimes I I've gotten, I measured.
1: Short I've <laughs> gotten measured at six five and a
0: half. Is you get you know sometimes I think if you sleep, I, I this is an internet internet fact fact in air quotes, but I read once that the better you sleep, the taller you are that day. I think it's something with relaxing your muscles and body and actually getting good REM oh sleep. Oh my god. So I'm sorry, Joe. Maybe in college I wasn't getting great REM sleep, so I was a little okay. bit shorter that day
1: apparently this is a, a a scientific misinformation podcast so welcome for tuning in folks we're just gonna just you
0: think i'm lying red. it's at least something I don't that don't i do believe what have that? you read last uh a
1: book yeah I, <laughs> Not Instagram I'll, be damned. I'll be damned <laughs> if you read a book in the last year I have a book that I'm reading that I read the other day. That's on my what, coffee table. What, what book? What book? I'm not picking up to go get it. No, because it does seem like such a tool. And like Jones George's, too. you're reading George's <laughs> coffee table book that's your reading. I <laughs> Look, you're reading. it say folds cur- out. I think you're going to say Curious George. It was Kramer, by the way. Uh, getting back to, to football, Sean, did you see that UC Davis, one of the undefeated top-ranked teams, one of our teams that upset an FBS program? The Aggies remain undefeated after beating a. a Good Vandal Idaho team, Uh, Vandals of Idaho team. I don't know what the hell I was trying to say there. 27 to 20. Great performance by Idaho, but still, UC Davis looks more and more legit each week, and it's getting so freaking hard to actually pinpoint who's the top team in the country. We need a few more weeks before I think we can really say that solidly. I am not in. I'm not in on UC Davis. They've broken my heart in years past,
0: Mm. and they have... It, they have de- destroyed me in FC estimates before. I'm not in. I can't. I can't do it. I hope they win. I hope they keep winning. I, I, you know, good football is good football. I'll root for that. Not doing it. I can't. Joe, have they not? Bro- I think they broke your heart a good amount too a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, I, I, if I do recall, I, I don't remember what? exactly, but I did buy into the Alex Mayer hype. But that's a. <laughs> It was like Jake every Mayer? single
0: FC. It might have been Jake. It, it, it was like every single FC estimates that UC Davis was in. It, yeah, it was, it was
1: Jake Mayer. Yeah, good,
0: good poll. Just who was the running back?
1: I'm trying to remember because it was like, it was like, oh my God, uh, whatever, whatever. I'm forgetting he was good too. Yeah. He was he was a big reason why. they were We good. kept
0: on saying that he's going to have this big day. He's going to have his three touchdown day. Didn't happen.
1: Yeah, sadly, no. Well, Joe. Get a, get a uh get a cup here
0: Southern okay. illinois narrowly beat uh western iowa illinois illinois, illinois. That's oh my right. god i get confused. i need I get to not put abbreviations you need to not you
1: were gonna do that oh I, my god talk yeah. about hack double oh my
0: god <laughs> the directional and the you threw me off
1: <laughs> this guy hosts an fcs podcast and he doesn't even know the <laughs> 31 to 30
0: in overtime <laughs>
1: He doesn't even know the schools. I yeah, Southern Illinois. We is have 127
0: one teams, and they're all directional. I think there's 129.
1: Oh man. Oh, do just, we have? Do we have 31 just, now? We're just blowing it. Today. Oh, I it might know. be like 33. <laughs> Too many teams. We can't count. Well, I yeah, I don't know where we ran after Texas A&M Commerce. Sean, the the Southern Illinois team, another one who is, looked so good this year, and they this is like a weekend for the top ranked top 10 teams to narrowly survive all these close games and this is just another one that we have on the uh on the agenda. Well, speaking of that and I'm just going to go right into this one.
0: JMU, oh. another top-ranked team barely slipped by UNH this last week. I, I we got some we got more, we'll have more on this game mm-hmm. later, uh but a win's a win any football player will tell you that, but sometimes you go into the locker room just thinking wow. We almost lost that one how'd we do that uh we sean i want to where you, you're driving home you're like should we even like should we celebrate tonight do, do, do we go get dinner together
1: or do we just right. go to our rooms and like
0: light some sage and beg whoever
1: right and, and after the game signetti said uh, something along the lines of like we did everything to lose this game and i i also saw somebody uh and i'm not trying to be an ass but Somebody's like, do we still rank UNH after this? No, you don't rank UNH after this. Correct. Losses. Um, UNH isn't as good as we think they are. They're not a good football program this year. They're decent. They're probably going to be a little bit above 500 because they have to still play most of their CAA teams. This is exactly like Signetti said. I think that they looked past UNH and they saw, oh, they lost by 70 points to a Pitt team that a couple years ago. I think they played Pitt. Maybe mixing up with someone else. But they they could have pulled they JMU could play Pitt pretty close, in my opinion. And I think that they were just looking past I don't know. them. That Pitt quarterback can sling it. Kenny Pickett is good. He could sling it, man. Yeah. I was calling of um,
0: game this weekend. He had like five touchdowns the first half.
1: Yeah. No, Pickett's Pickett's a good quarterback, but I I see this more as them looking past them, not necessarily them being competitive with unh i do not I don't I don't. I think they're gonna UNH will get blown out by maybe another team. You know what UNH
0: will do? UNH is the team that will keep you out of the playoffs it, it late yeah. this season. They're the team that's just gonna get a win when they don't it's not like
1: like when they don't need it. Exactly. Just...
0: Everybody needs a win all the time. So but in reality, when we're talking about needing wins, you don't really always need a win, but you can go out there and play spoiler, and that's what they will do this season. They're gonna take mm. away someone's season in the CAA, they're gonna take someone's postseason away. Mark my words, or they'll take. Some, uh, I think that's all CAA for the rest of the season, right, Joe? Yeah, it Is, should be. Is not all conference play? Just all, yeah,
1: but well, Rhode Island has to play UMass, so there's a ah, couple of games spr- sprinkled in there. But, but we're we're entering conference play.
0: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take away a a playoff appearance from somebody.
1: Okay, last thing here at the water cooler, our good friends yeah, at To Be Determined University. Uh, they played Texas Southern, another FCS game. Uh, they lost sixty nine to nothing to be determined please stop scheduling fcs games uh we're tired of talking about you you know what <laughs> it's the same I'm not, t- I'm not team calling. by the way it's north american university it's the same to be determined as last time <laughs> i'm not calling a
0: hack that's a good bit joe i wanted to <laughs> i was ready for it when i when i read it and then you you gave it i'm like you know what that's pretty good i'll take that <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a uh, there's the other school that keeps scheduling fcs games the uh uh, fort Lauderdale School of the Strip Mall—that's the other <laughs> one that, that keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a thing. Go look it up. the the fort The Fort Lauderdale uh, University, whatever the hell they call themselves, they're in a strip mall. That's, uh, that's great football program that they have there. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I think that's enough time for. Uh, we got to get back to work here. We got to stop drinking water at the water cooler. Uh, yeah, get back behind our desk. Yeah, we just please. spent twenty minutes here. <laughs>
0: TPS reports were due
1: an hour ago. TPS reports, God. Uh, so getting into the game of the week, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to talk about here. Uh, we're going to be going really into a deep dive on the uh, the Texas Southern game. Campbell. That's going to be the game of the week. Oh. Yeah, Campbell. <laughs> they <won>. Presbyterian. Yeah. <laughs> Eastern Washington and Montana absolutely lived up to the hype. It was the first primetime ESPN2 game that we got this year. And the commentators actually even hinted, you know, a little bit at like they're actually college game days thinking about maybe doing a game, uh, an FCS game down the line. And, you know, if I'm looking at the schedule, it might just be that marker game that we're going to, Sean. All There's right. a really good chance of that happening. And I hope that that would be sick if we ended up timing that up properly. Oh, but- heckle.
0: <laughs> he- What's heckle, up, Corso?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the nicest man that you could heckle there. I would go for Redford Desmond Howard. But this Eastern Washington Montana game ends up being an absolute nail biter. Ends up going in favor of uh, Eastern Washington, thirty four to twenty eight. Just for some reference here, our fantastic quarterback for Eastern Washington, Eric Berrier, twenty six for forty six, four hundred and twenty two yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Dennis Merritt rushes for twenty three for one hundred three and one touchdown. And then on Montana's side, they really did a good job running the football. Xavier Harris. 18 for 124 and a touchdown uh, was his final stat line running the football. But this game I, I think is is really intriguing because a lot of people saw what Montana did against Washington and they saw what Montana did early this season. And I think a lot of people are thinking to themselves, if somebody's going to slow down Eastern Washington, it's going to be Montana. And we spent so much time talking about that. On the last show and on the flip side of things, if Montana was going to get into a groove offensively, it was going to be against a really, really porous Eastern Washington defense. But the complete opposite happened where Barrier rose to the occasion. He did turn over the ball twice, but he rose to the occasion, put the team on his back, made some big time throws in crucial, crucial situations. And on top of that, Eastern Washington's defense made some really big plays that 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 certainly helped them.
0: I don't know how you can say Montana didn't slow down Eastern Washington. Barry didn't have 500 yards this week. I'd count that as a win. But
1: that counts as a win, but they, they just couldn't keep up regardless, which is crazy to say. <laughs> I'll do a call back to last week also.
0: This is what we wanted the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl to be instead of an absolutely lopsided blowout. This is two teams very close together uh, where a a defense from Eastern Washington steps up and understands the task at hand. And Montana's offense steps up and says, oh, we need to score more than 13 points. And they did. It was a good game. It was uh, just it's everything that you wanted in it. You had a kickoff return touchdown, uh, deflected interception for Montana at the line. It's just running, running all over the place. Big, long pass plays. We got a player on uh, Eastern Washington that might be brought up again at the end of the show. This game was we we get one a week, right, Joe? Just about one a week where you're like, "Wow, why couldn't I have been in the stands for that one?" Because right. Eastern Washington, their stadium, electric. When that final uh, hail mary dropped in the end zone, oh, it was do you just want to be? You just want to sit in it. You just want to be like, "Wow, I just witnessed an insane win against a ranked opponent on my home field." That's what you want, and the whole team's. Both teams, I thought, showed incredible fight, incredible physicality also. There was no it was it was just hard hitting, it was fast moving football, and it was also pretty technically sound. It wasn't a lot, it didn't look like there was a bunch of mental errors. It was just teams making good plays. And that's kind of what you want, right? You want to see teams that are executing, and they both were executing at a high level. That's why it was so close.
1: Yeah, a good old fashioned slug fest in a way but it wasn't necessarily like three yards in a cloud of dust like we get with these big sky games sometimes it it, there were some big splash plays that you mentioned the kick return for a touchdown you got just some really amazing throws by barrier and i think that that was ultimately the the, uh, the determining difference what gave them the edge is that they have this guy who's blatantly going to win the walter payton at this point who when you have that type of a player, he is going to rise to the occasion and make the throws that you need him to to win football games. And Montana doesn't just just doesn't have that guy. Cameron Humphrey made some nice plays and and he picked up some good yardage on, on some instances where he had to scramble and, and exit the pocket when they were in crunch time. He got absolutely smacked on that one play and they had to bring in Chris Brown, his backup. And that de- derailed what I thought was going to be the game-winning drive. I I saw that there was enough time left on the clock for Montana to get the football, and my thought process was: Eastern Washington's defense isn't going to slow down Montana. They're going to move down the field, and they're going to score. And all they need is to hit the extra point, and they they're they're going to win the football game. But the fact that 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 um, Humphrey goes out with that injury is what uh, impacted things so much. It's it's so hard to come in cold in a, in a circumstance like that for Barry. It's impossible uh, for Barry a, you watch it. You're like, wow, he's got all the
0: tools. Throwing-wise, it's he's got the short passes. He can do that really quickly, get it out quickly. Intermediate, he knows where the bubble, the holes are in the zone. And deep, he'll put it right over the defender. And you're just watching like, wow, there's just nothing they can do. When you have a quarterback that can hit all the zones and hit the passes, I know he wasn't perfect on the day. Nobody is. But he's just like, man, he's got it. You're, you're an Eastern Washington fan sitting there like, I know it's Montana, but we got this dude. And that's a confidence that you just bring to the team.
1: So we we have some people on on Twitter that were saying that Montana was a bit overrated after this loss and, and not necessarily giving Eastern Washington credit for the win. I want to ask you this to wrap things up with, with this game. Do you buy more into Eastern Washington's legitimacy to contend? Or do you just take a lot less stock out of Montana and kind of stick where we're at with Eastern Washington and just realize that montana isn't as good as we thought because that's kind of the mix we're getting right now
0: i buy way more into eastern washington i don't buy in less to montana because they played a hell of a game also yeah. one that, score game what I stand. ranked teams who's putting less stock into who that is that's that, that's a five play game joe you know mm-hmm. that's the five plays that determine the game that's what that game was maybe even less maybe it was a three play game where three plays are going to determine determine the outcome on the on their own the rest are just going to be in between, that's something that we were taught, or, or that's something we know about the game of football. You you run seventy plays, five of them are going to de- determine the win, the 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 outcome. I'm not taking anything away from Montana. Why would I? They played the hottest offense in the FCS. I think Eastern Washington, when they were, uh, could have beaten anybody that night, anybody in the FCS, they're just clicking. They they were just. They were too balanced. They were too fundamentally sound on offense. It was just a great game for them. And I'm buying in. I'll buy in a little more.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm also buying into Eastern Washington because the one thing that I've determined here is defensively to allow 28 points to Montana is actually a lot more than I think people realize. Like that's that's a lot for Montana in some in some cases, um, especially in a big game like this. I I'm still worried about them defensively. But I know for a fact that this offense is almost like an Oklahoma-type offense where they can just outscore people, and that's going to be enough for them to win football games is that if they have a couple big plays, they're not going to be able to keep up with them even if their defense makes a bunch of mistakes and allows big chunk plays to the opposing offense. For the rest of their schedule, they have to play Idaho soon. That's going to be an important game for them. Weber State has been a little bit weak so far this year, but that's going to be a difficult matchup. But the one I'm circling... Uh, is definitely the UC Davis game, and then the Montana State game. Those I think are going to be a little bit more determining of if if they can make it through that difficult stretch of games right there. The, those four straight games with one loss or no losses, then I, I I'm legitimately 100% bought in. If they lose one of those games, I think I'm not going to be as high on them. But you know they're going to need to finish really strong during that stretch. Yeah, they're rolling though.
0: I, I FC estimates. Why wouldn't I pick them?
1: Yeah, uh, Sean. Let's. Roll on over to Fat Stats. Now you decided to put together. It's almost like you're determined to make each segment fatter than the last. By reading, I'm, I'm glad the you caught on. No, yeah, it,
0: it's hard to choose, Joe. We
1: are had, you just going to read every stat line every single week. Is that what we're going to do? It's not every stat line,
0: but this week it was exceptional for for a couple of reasons. I'll just I, I'm going to rip through it, but I'm going to explain. Morehead State quarterback Mark Pappas. 32 for 43, 481 yards, six touchdowns. Fat enough for you, Joe. I know he had a pick. Still justified. pretty fat. Is that justified to be on there? Yes. Okay. Northern Arizona quarterback RJ Martinez, 26 for 45, 369, three touchdowns. But just wait here, Joe. Mm-mm. He was balling to two receivers uh, specifically that combined specifically. for over two
1: thir-
0: <laughs> That combined for over two-thirds of his yardage. Northern Arizona Jamal Glaspy 11 catches 167 uh, yards two touchdowns and Northern Arizona wide receiver Coleman Owen four catches 137 yards and two touchdowns. That's a pretty fat offensive team combined right there. I'm not is it not? Uh, I I think he got some as better ones in here as a base. unit. As a unit, mm, it's exceptional it's, it's a stretch between three players.
1: You had it's to put you three, to do they too combined much combined for all yeah. the yards there, Joe? Uh,
0: Glaspy and Owen combined had 300 yards between them.
1: Martinez threw for three sixty nine. It's impressive, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that one's a bit of a stretch. Okay, continue. This, Mercer this, running back. This next one I can get behind. Mercer
0: running back. Fred Davis, twenty eight rushes, uh, two hundred seventy six yards, five touchdowns. I didn't mess up that number, Joe. Two seventy six yards, five touchdowns. That's bad enough for you.
1: That's that's stupid. And oh, that's, also, yeah. that's a great running back name too, Fred Davis. I, I, I absolutely love that.
0: Central Arkansas quarterback Braylon Smith, twenty-eight for thirty-eight, three fifty-eight yards, five touchdowns. Fat enough for you, Joe? Five for yeah, the year?
1: That one's fat enough. Oh yeah, I
0: thought so. Uh, UCA wide receiver Lawan Winningham, so eight catches, two hundred eleven yards, and one touchdown.
1: That was a decent day. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a, that one's a good stat line. Go ahead. I continue. know it is. Continue.
0: Southeastern Louisiana quarterback Cole Kelly, thirty-six for forty-nine. 391 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. But just wait, Joe, 17 rushes, 65 yards and a touchdown. Also, that's over 400. 400- yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know about that. Uh,
1: 450 scrimmage yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> I I, th- I, just think we have much fatter. I don't think it compares. It, okay, so you did the same thing again. Why couldn't you have just said that Nichols rushed for X amount of yards? I like. give credit to the players. Well, you could. Okay, just go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I'll just okay. Nichols running back Marquise Albert, Nichols running back Julian Gums, and Nichols quarterback Lindsey Scott combined for over three hundred yards. Albert had one hundred eight yards, Gums had one hundred and five yards and two touchdowns, uh, Scott had one hundred forty three yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Very impressive. That's
1: that's that's a good good lump of uh, statistics right there. Six. So rushes. that's a good
0: lump. How is that a good lump? And but, the Northern Arizona isn't. Those two wide receivers okay.
1: had over three hundred yards and four touchdowns because they collectively rushed for what is that? 400, 350. and fifty. Three hundred. That's more impressive to me than the. the That's three, more impressive than three hundred yards receiving between two players.
0: Yeah. You don't know what
1: that is. I, you, you jackass. I look in the mirror every day. I know what. Eastern that
0: is. Washington wide receiver, Taolo Limu Jones is going to be closing out this edition of Fat Stats. Eleven catches, two hundred and thirty-one yards. I picked the Fat Stats, not Joe. All of these deserve to be on here. I don't know who the winner is going to be. It's a, it's a ton. I think Fred Davis, five touchdowns, 276, is probably my lead candidate. Lemu Jones comes in second for this edition of Fat Stats.
1: Lemu had 100 yards at halftime, so I'm picking Lemu just for that, that straight But
0: straight also, metric.
1: Winningham
0: had 211 yards and a touchdown. Jones didn't have a touchdown, Joe. Why are you so angry? Okay. You um, try to take the wind out of this segment every <laughs> single time. <laughs> So All right, let's people. go to your let's go to your segment, Joe.
1: Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You know, no, we're gonna sit here in silence because you have that energy. Because I right, would like well, to un, I would like to unveil this next segment with some uh, some some you know some gusto. Go ahead. If you if you screw this up, I swear to God. Okay, so I alluded to this on Twitter mm-hmm. that we're officially doing the certified FCS hack of the week. And the premise of this this segment going forward is that every Sunday or Monday I will poll for hot takes from fans. And this is where we will ask you the listener to come up with the stupidest wildest take that you can come up with. No consequences, and if you come up with the stupidest take, we will talk about you on the show. So Sean, we've got a couple here, but we have a winner. Yeah. So, first of all, Colin Cedric, good friend of the show, long-time long listener, uh, first-time caller. Uh, Colin says all he gave us was URI Sticks. So, Colin, thank you for being creative and putting effort in, but that was just bad for the wrong reasons. Uh, not, no not creativity. No creativity whatsoever. Sean Blythe put in a funny one, but it's not the winner. <laughs> he said Oklahoma would lose to any FCS top-10 team. Now, c- come on. Made me
0: laugh out loud. He got to laugh out loud. He made me laugh. Good Oklahoma's on you, Sean.
1: Bad this year, and some of these FCS teams are good. But come on, they're not. Oklahoma is not going to lose to. Uh, maybe they could be. North Dakota State would play them close. I think that's fair. They're not going to lose to them. <laughs> um, we also got our good friend Jamie Williams. Uh, decided to really play into the bit being as massive of a hack as he could possibly be by saying, "You or Sean win that every week." <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, they it's the first go around i think listeners will start figuring out what we're looking for hmm. here pretty soon
1: and speaking of looking forward looking f- knowing what we're looking for here nice uh P- preston wait i think i wrote his name down wrong sure i think it's preston adams is, uh, is, is his yeah. name i'll check i'll check it in a, a second you uh <laughs> screw you i want it man He gave us an interesting take, and Sean picked this for a reason. Uh, This is our winner today. When you play football at UNH, you might as well be playing in a different dimension. The rules are different, and weird stuff happens. And for two guys that played in UNH, there's nothing special about that stadium. The only cool thing is that they have a beer garden. That's it. Hey, Preston. Ugh. (laughs)
0: What happened? JMU didn't win by 50, so now it's got to be the the atmosphere. It's got to be the Aurora Borealis sitting above New Hampshire that's messing everything up. You stink. Hack of the week. Preston Adams, obviously a JMU fan, right? Uh, I don't know. Without a doubt, that's a JMU fan. Let's unpack. That is saying that because JMU did not blow out UNH, there has to be something uh, extracurricular going on with the game.
1: I'm sure. I'm so sure. Yeah, it was is Preston Adams is the name. I don't see any indication of what team that he roots for though. It doesn't It's does got to be
0: JMU. He's, a, that's he's a, what a, con-
1: that's exactly what a JMU fan would say. He's a contributor for contributor for Hero Sports FCS and also FCS Fan Nation. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure he's a JMU guy.
0: He's a contributor for Hack radio that's what he's
1: (laughs) i have to say out of anywhere we played unh had the like the least amount of home field advantage that i've ever witnessed now we never beat unh at unh because we weren't good the times that we played them but it is beautiful weather it is you know great air it's a nice really quiet quaint area and there's never really any fans in the stands even when we I think we played them at homecoming yeah there was nobody at the game so I don't I I just don't get the the the. I don't get it I don't think that UNH really it's just Jamie played the crap he's upset that UNH made it close which is what CAA teams do yeah it's when it happens when you play in the SEC of the FCS hack of the week hack of the week my my
0: original hack on chris hammond and the the fcs fans nation radio
1: throw away this fully intentional (laughs) so the the goal now going forward now that we know folks the goal is to one up that every week feel free to be as obnoxious as possible we encourage you do it within reason so we can actually pick some pick something that's not too stupid uh that we can actually talk about but uh thank you preston for for giving that to us all right that's going to be it from us sean you got anything before i wrap us up uh i would uh i would love to thank
0: uh also i know we don't uh i I know you do a lot of spots also joe i would like to thank uh nathan mccreary and brandon joseph for having me on uh this past week to talk fcs football on the aq7 football podcast so Mm. give them a listen they're very very nice uh they know way more about the fcs than i do like like not even close uh they're they're (laughs)
1: definitely
0: go check them out (laughs)
1: yeah great show and and big supporters of the show as well uh is just fantastic extremely nice thanks to sean's roommate for walking in mid uh mid interview that was cut out of the interview but Thank the God. audio still survives and i, I badgering sean to, to post it because it's hilarious but uh thanks folks we'll talk to you soon we're gonna get that preview show coming your way soon